Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. Yo, Bird. What's up, man? Rick Camacho, dog. You know how we do it, man. You know you be traveling, doing your thing. Hit me up, dog. I need a, uh, an intro for you for my show. So, kiss the radio. If you can't take the heat, nah, that's too cliche. My man DJ Flicks always do it his way. From the bay to the valley, he always put it down with the street level thump and the underground sound. Now you can find him on the dot com, Soul Kitchen Radio. Save it to your favorites, man, that's the best way to go. From the up and coming to the vet on the grind, he plays the kind of music that'll stimulate your mind. Is it a sign of the times when the clock strikes 11 and Slick starts to reppin' with Omezi in the session? One time I missed a Monday but didn't really trip. I just subscribed on iTunes and downloaded Chris. With a click or a tap, he's bound to get you right on your desktop, connect or your handheld device. So your cousin and your friend about the hottest show with Slick Rick Camacho on Soul Kitchen Radio. If you haven't heard Soul Kitchen Radio, man, let me tell you, this is Soul Kitchen Radio. Slick Rick Camacho, Soul Kitchen Radio. Big old easy, Soul Kitchen Radio. Crazy ball heads down with Soul Kitchen Radio. Tell your grandma, this is Soul Kitchen Radio. You are now tuned to Soul Kitchen Radio. New music Monday, Soul Kitchen. Radio. You're tuned into the baddest radio show on the internet. Soul Kitchen Radio. 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 What's up? It's your man Rick Camacho back with my man Big Omizi. Yeah, man. What it do, man? Good Monday to everybody, man. What it do? Man, happy to be back on another radio show. Today we got a hot show. We got uh, we got Chef Desmond. You can follow him on Twitter at that skinny chef. He's gonna come on. This dude is rising. He's going to Omizi. Oh, he's going to the Olympics in London to go cook. He, he really is skinny too. I'm looking at his website. He he, he really is. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also we got uh, the man from the prank calls, Roy Wood Jr. is gonna be on the show today. So that's gonna Hell be, of fun. That, that's gonna be a fun one. Um, also. Brian, and first let's start off with with our favorite right here. Sweet Gail is on the line. Sweet Gail, what's up? Yeah, last week I felt like an orphan puppy. Oh. You get to me. Woo! I'm going to cry. Oh. Um, so I'm still looking for someone to exploit me, damn it. <laughs> no, it's hard to be exploited. <laughs> Same thing. I mean, I try and try. Is there no you... one out there in, in your radio land who wants to exploit a fat, quirky woman? I did have, hey, I did have, have a question. Get some uh... money? Sweet Gail. Sweet okay. Gail, I got a question for you. You you in uh, San Francisco? Oh, yeah. I wish you would tell us. Because I was sitting in the car just just a, just a minute ago driving from Davis, and they, and, they, and somebody has a book. It's called the, uh, like, I think it's called The uh, Conservative Side of San Francisco when they try to, they show, <laughs> they show the heaven, the heaven and the hell of San Francisco. They say they showed all the good, the dwarf and all that shit. Then all of a sudden they show all the hippie, Crackheads and bums sleeping on the streets and pissing and shitting in the streets and shit like, 
So I wanted to know, like, what part of what part of San Francisco are you usually in? Do you mix and mingle within, you know, in those realms? In those realms, what do you mean? Like, do you I don't like try to go to the places where they're gonna shoot you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, try to, I mean, what? basically, I just go to different comedy things. Back to my former thing, I want to be exploited, exploited to the fullest. I want to make some money. But the, what is the point of being crazy like if you can't make no money out of it? Because everything. Let me tell you why. Because because your per with your personality, right? Which yeah, and you appear to have to be a very uh, charismatic person with uh, with a lot of energy, <laughs> whatnot. But I feel like you need the visual. You need the you need the visuals. You need to walk around with an HD camera or her, have somebody follow you. And you need to put some of your exploits on YouTube and allow the oh, people no, to see. Oh no, this guy. I told you this guy. He's a student in a film school or art school. He's been studying film for three years. And he came up with this little documentary he's doing. And it's really quirky. And uh, you guys never seen me really sly, as I call it, or go nuts or be colorful. But I, I was doing it. that some weeks ago at one of the comedy places outside. And he was right there with the camera taking pictures. You know, he, he did this as a school project. But I think he's going to put some of it on Facebook or something. And then he says when he gets done with this, we're going to work on a couple of my story ideas. I have a couple of, well, I think are really good story ideas that you can make a full movie out of it. But we're going to do what one key scene from each of these story ideas and see if someone will take attention from it and want to come over and film a real movie. Well, you need to make that happen. You need to get something on YouTube ASAP just so we can see it and we can promote it. We can't promote. Oh, we, well, we can't promote. I'm not we can't promote that. the product unless we have it. You agree? I agree. We can't promote it unless we got it. You can't exploit you know, stuff that we don't have our fingers on. We got to have our fingers on. I huh? always like to remind people: I am on the computer. Some nice people put me on the computer because I'm electronically forget it. But my strip doing that strip in that dirty tricks bar, you right. can see that on the computer. Everyone can Google sweet you. I give you I give you an assignment. I give you one week to start a Twitter page. Yeah, nah, Twitter I don't page? even have internet. I give you one week. Oh, you don't have You don't want to be exploited. See, see that's what I'm saying, Camacho. I, I don't even so have much. an internet hey. hook up. Hey, you know who wants to be exploited? That's I want to be exploited. You can that's find what I'm looking for a partner for to be exploited. Well, you better find a partner to exploit the guy let don't me buy no Twitter page by next week. Really. Oh shit! I'm keeping it real with he, you. He was nice <laughs> enough to let me get a little slice of his business. You know, he let, he let me buy into his business. Yeah. And this guy seems to be a real winner. You know, I well, asked him well, as you, if you I can buy into his business, and he let me. Sweet, yeah. When you get somebody that's interested in, in working with you and they're willing to put forth the effort, you got to give them an E for effort. And then, but but always stay mindful. Oh, yeah, well, of like I say, this student who's been studying Push film go. for three years about to go graduate. He's doing it. Push go. And this other guy, he has a, <laughs> actually has a business. And I asked him if I could invest in his business and he let me. He was nice enough to do that. And this guy's a real go-getter. And I think he's going to really produce something good. Jack Sparrow, 
You'll be amazed when I come in your hand. Pull up the anchor. Because we're leaving dry land. Get below deck with a tick in your hand. Anchor us away and shiver me timbers. We like to fuck ladies with our eight-inch members. Love me hookers who be a cabin. Ain't had lemons and limes, so contract it with Drop the anchor, give that hoe a shout. Because I'm using my compass to find a nappy dugout. Anyway, one thing I do want to do before we get this show started, Omizi, Brian, are you there? Yeah. Brian. Oh, Brian. Brian. Brian, Brian. Hello, Red Sox fan. Hello. Red Sox fan, are you in? Do you see him on the uh, thing? No, I don't see. I see him on the thing, but I don't see him. He's he not going, so. He's not talking. Okay, but one thing I do want to do before we get started. Yeah. I want to, I want to pay homage to somebody who's really been, really been taking care of us on the Twitter world. Um, twenty-two thousand followers. He's tweeting our tweeting our show all the time. He's yeah, talking about Black Raw, man. Oh man, shout out Black Raw all the shout time. Shout out Black Raw. I'm playing the striving artist real quick. We'll be right back. Shout out to Black Raw. Follow him at B L K R A W, and uh, and send some of them, them Twitter followers over my way. I, I ain't even. <laughs> <laughs> so get the ready. We'll be right back. Peace. This your boy Jay Gibb, the soul of the city, and you are in the kitchen, right here on Soul Kitchen Radio. We cooking up that good gumbo, that good beef stew for you, you dig? Holla at Hey mama, I'm telling hey, mama, you, I'm telling I, love you. I love you. This some real shit right here. I'm trying to get from the hood to the burbs, you know what I'm talking about? I want to get signed by the house for my mama. Finally have a bank account with a couple commas. And I'm tired of living life broke, it's the hardest. Walking down the street, just another stop and audit. I want to get paid so I can go and fix my credit. Finally pay for something with a car that isn't debit. I want to be a hard road, but I know I'll get it. Ain't nobody stopping me from going where I'm headed. Mama. I really appreciate it The days that I was faded Plus you told me I would make it I believe so I taste it The feelings can't replace it Pops telling me I'd be nothing but just basic Face it Chuck Taylors is what I lace it Hustled on the blocks So homie that's what I pay with Light bill, rent bill Nigga this the same shit Different hoods and poverty You ask me we want bitch ha. Now I'm on like a perfect pit Something like a Gucci stitch From the hood so won't snitch Y'all 48 hours for nigga dig your own dick On my 50 cents She get rich or die trick 365 not enough like a cream puff Dudes in the hood walk around like they so tough So you put that chrome eye And put it to they don't watch they ass I wanna get signed by the house for my mama Finally have a bank account with a couple commas And I'm tired of living life broke, it's the hardest Walking down the street just another stop and audit I wanna get paid so I can go and fix my credit Finally pay for something with a card that isn't debit I wanna be a hard road but I know I'll get it Ain't nobody stopping me from going where I'm headed I wake up in the morning and I ask myself 
It's life worth living, should I blast myself? Listen in the pockets that repute yourself. My brother told me keep pushing, man, it's good for your health. Brother died in 98, so we left his estate. Microphone and headphones, man, this feeling is great. Thinking about my cousin Mikey, man, he locked up state. These motherfucking crackers, man, they made a huge mistake. We need to take it back to trial so we can beat this case. Swear to God, my nigga only locked up based on race. Now all I got is memories, I keep them locked in my safe. A couple faded pictures, man, but yet they won't get replaced. We all waiting on the day that you can walk through them gates. It's a hard situation with the time that you face But Aunt Molly telling everybody keep the faith So we did, now we going all out, kid I wanna get signed by the house for my mama Finally have a bank account with a couple commas And I'm tired of living life broke, broken It's the hardest, all I can ever do is get it Something there that she's still feeling. Not me. 
with the death. Uh, how you try? How you trying to get back with my wife? Made love to mad niggas in the bank, son. What happened? Made love to mad niggas when I was locked up. I used to think about your wife, cause it is what it is. Cause me and her gonna have work. my number, man. Who is that? Some nigga named Lime Meat. This is Lord Lime Meat Shabazz, a.k.a. Black Sun God the Emperor, Junior. Okay, <laughs> so, my man. Lord Lime Meat the Emperor. How you get my number, man? Address me Address me as Lord Lime Meat the Emperor, and well, we will I'm talk. Addressing you, I'm not addressing you like nothing. How did you get my number, my man? That's what I'm talking about. Son, if you want to meet me somewhere and do something, then you do what you need to do. You, you talk to a man right here. You know what I'm saying? Down my sister is 15 years old, man. You got a mental issue or something, my man? She's 29 years old, my man. Only reason I'm constantly to you just mention my man Mo, and I don't know how you got my number. You know what I'm saying? Are them breasts, the breasts, the titties still mad juicy? <laughs> Yo, man, now you disrespect me, man. Just, I'm just saying, rim. when I got locked up, I did juvie. Think about Tina all the time. Yo, my man, I don't give a fuck about none of that, man. I had a cellmate, right? Back in, back in 92, had the cellmate, right? Big, just fat, greasy type nigga. Just fat, fat, greasy, slob type cat. Know what I mean? And he had these big, fat, fat man breath. I don't know what the fuck this all about, yo. <laughs> you know, I throw on something romantic, you know, like some like some Ralph Trez fan or some Nate Dog. And we used to we used to get it on, you know. I, I'm going to fuck it. My number, first of all, and the whole nine. I tell you, you gave me your number, son. I'm real. I'm real. Your wife gave me your number. Cause it's a prank phone call. It's comedian Roy Wood Jr. What's going on with you today, bro? How you feeling, man? You can't just think about this is a comedian. <laughs> Don't play me like that, man. Is that not funny? He said it's not funny. He's mad at me. He's mad at me. He's half asleep. <laughs> Thank you. You have a okay. good one. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. Atlanta, just got my hair cut, you know. But, uh, but I, really, and guy, really nice guy, did a good job on my hair. You know? Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. Real nice guy in Atlanta, did a good job on Brian's hair. I love wow. that little promo right there. And Brian's yelling at his computer right now. It's just kind of not working. Oh my God. What are you trying to do? You trying to do it on his um on his Sprint phone? I don't know what the hell he's doing. He trying to do it on his cricket or his, uh, his other one. <laughs> his metro. His metro. You can't I mean, you know. Can't, it won't work that way, buddy. He's trying to use 3G and shit. Like, you feel me? It just won't work that way. Tell him to call. Just text him and tell him to call in. I you know. know. In fact, I'm just going to call him. That's all yeah, you got to do. Hey, so uh, I went out and I seen Think Like a Man yesterday. And let me tell you about that movie. Oh, my God, that movie was so good. Hilarious. If you've seen Think Like a Man this weekend, which uh, toppled over the Hunger Games, right? Yeah. Killed the Hunger Games. 33 million, yeah. And uh, let, get, let's get the numbers the numbers straight so everybody knows. Brian, you there now? Yeah, I'm here. Why can't you hear me? I have my microphone on and everything. Well, obviously you don't. Turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. Turn that, turn that computer down. Okay. Is this a cell phone that you call me on? <laughs> yes, yes. It's a cell. I called you on your cell phone. Yeah, no, are you on a cell phone right now? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm on the cell phone right now, and I just called you on there. Okay, because I don't have minutes right now. That's the reason. I mean, I'm trying to get on this. <laughs> don't have minutes right now. Oh, my God. I told, I told you it was <laughs> no, a cricket. 
I told you it was a a cricket. (laughs) All right, so check it out. The top movies of the week. Let me let me get um. Come my on. flixture, my flixture didn't didn't refresh for some reason. Maybe they hating on the tuck. Here we go. Now here we go. Think like a man. Thirty three million dollars this weekend. That's what's up. Um, number two, the lucky one. Never heard of it. Twenty two point eight million. Never heard of never heard of that one. Have you heard of that one? The lucky one. Oh yeah, that's like a, a little little sappy little Zach Efron movie uh, where uh, he was in the battlefield, and I, and I guess a picture of uh, a picture of another soldier's wife or girlfriend uh, kept him alive in in the battlefield, so that when uh, I guess the dude died, he went at her and they fell in love, some shit like that. Wow, twenty two million for some bullshit ass movie. All right, fourteen million for the Hunger Games, um, which gross to date. Has made three hundred and fifty-six million so far. Um, last week, uh, it was in first, and it was in first for the last five weeks. Um, let me see, chimpanzee, which is something that I do want to see. Oh please! Come on, man! I, I got kids. We we please wait for the DVD. I got chimpanzee. Now I wish I would go to a big ass movie theater just to see some <laughs> fucking chimpanzee jump around and. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it was like what's the what's the one with Jane Goodall where she, she died you know what I mean Oh yeah uh, that's you feel I've already fell for that trap No no we did see we went and seen uh the lion one I forgot the name of that one Oh my god We seen that lion one we seen that one at the at the uh big movie theater Oh IMAX or something No we lion seen King? uh El Capitan in Hollywood It's only worth it if you go I if it's if it's on IMAX then maybe it makes sense man but I'm not going to pay no good money man I'd rather find something else like think like a man a hunger games or something to watch a street three stooges or something cabin in the woods or something Yeah yeah so I, I we went and seen it at El Capitan in Hollywood and <laughs> uh El Capitan in Hollywood so you know that that's already hell of money to for that Right. Uh, movies, movies don't went up anyway, huh? Like nine twenty even for a matinee it's like nine twenty five. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's sick. We still trying that's to find way to sneak into the movies, man. Man, remember you can go for like what was it like the matinee was like like four twenty five or something? Remember, remember the dollar movies? Damn. Remember the dollar movies uh, in Sacramento where they have it at the at the Bird Bird Ranch? Oh, Bird Cage, Bird Cage. You're right. I was first. I was like, this fool crazy, but then I was like, yeah, you telling the truth. It was one buck. Yeah, at the Bird Cage. Mm-hmm. They showed the old school movies, right? Yep. Yep. The old ones that just got out of the theaters. Right. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. But the food but the, was mad. The drive, the driving movies. Those those are best. Yeah, definitely. We go I'm, to the drive-in movies. I seen the Three Stooges at the drive-in movies the other day. And use a big drive-in. Use a big drive-in going to Disney World, going to Black Flash Mountain. <laughs> going <laughs> up. <laughs> we do it all, man. We do it all. Yeah. Hey, you just named four movies you just seen in the last two weeks. Ain't that much time in the world. All right, I see yeah. them all. I see them all. But how was that? But how was the Three Stooges? How was the Three Stooges? Three Stooges was actually good. I liked it. Wow. But see, man, I'm gonna have to start gauging your opinion on movies. I I, I tell you what, one of my I feel like you all over. You just told me first of all, you just told me think like a man was good. You just told me chimpanzees was good, and the and the wolf, the lions was good. I like and, movies. 
I like movies, man. Just don't, I like see, movies. just don't see, uh, just don't see Lorax. I don't know that movie. I, I that like movie made me. I seen the Lorax. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I, it made me really mad. It really upset. I felt like everybody in that movie was just, was just too, uh, just too weak to say anything. As everybody was getting beat for trees. You know, just uh, you know. It, it was I, dumb. I like, it was really dumb. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you're gonna be, you're gonna be happy to hear this. Yeah, because the Lorax was weak than a motherfucker to be all the way true. I thought the Lorax was a, was was a, was a, was a G. The Lorax was a puny. He, he just he he didn't even talk a good game. No, he didn't do shit. Yeah, he didn't do anything. I thought he was gonna bust yeah. somebody up. He wasn't busting nothing up. Hold on, yeah, hold on, guys. Let me uh, let me get this because we got him on the phone. He keeps hanging up. Let's see. He's probably saying hello, 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 and he's still on hold. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, yeah, very disappointed with that movie. Hello, hello, Roy, are you there? Hello. So get the radio, Roy. You there? Oh man, that's who that seven eight one seven eight one. That's Brian. All right, that's Mike. That's Mike. So you have four one five, is it? No, it's the two zero five. Oh no, that's not up there. Mm-hmm. Don't see a 205 up there? It's not dropped. The one I seen. Hold on, yeah, one movie first. I I like was uh it's called uh Jeff Lives at Home. That movie I don't know if you guys heard about that one. It's pretty kind of was just for his mama. Yes, close enough, but it's uh man, it was really good. It's kind of tough. No, but I did see uh funny. I did I, I did see that 21 Jump Street. That was that was pretty funny too. I like 21 Jump Street. That was good. See, I like a lot of movies, man. It's all I, I like movies. I, I like movies too. I'm just keeping. Nah, I just some shit I ain't going to see though. Like in the theaters, I just wait for I wait for it to come out and, and hit hit up the blockbuster drone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there ain't no more blockbuster, buddy. But that's probably because <laughs> I'm always gone on like usually gone on the weekends, so I ain't never like when shit come out, I, I can't go right to it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, no movies are expensive. Okay, hold on. You see that 205 now? Is it there? Hold on. Yeah. No. Okay, we're just going to have to keep it moving, man. He'll call back. All right. Does anybody so, know why my Skype's not working? Uh, only you would know that, my friend. Only you would know that. No minutes. You don't have no minutes, so they deactivated it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Since you pay your money, they're going to activate the, vo- the voice. <laughs> why would I... Do I have to have... Do I not have... I have a speaker on here, right? I mean... Oh, uh, it's all... We don't We don't see your phone, Brian. <laughs> I can't Yo, I'm talking about my computer, dude. My you, computer. you don't have to call for a service call. Oh, oh some computers don't, don't have built-in... Uh, um, speakers? Built-in speakers, yeah. You do have to uh, get an external mic. Or you have to go through your... You got a PC? Yeah, I'm on a computer right now. Yeah, you got to go... Maybe you have to go through it and go through the systems uh, systems management and go straight to your... Uh, to see if you got to activate the mic. Okay. Because you, you might be on... You might be set to external mic when you need to switch it to uh, internal mic. Something like oh, okay. that. Something like that. And this one's for, this one's for the... Uh, this one right here is one of the first. We we broke this one, thirty three million dollars this weekend, and we broke it. You remember when I said, "Hey, I got this brand new Jennifer Hudson song." Right. Uh, mm-hmm. we, so we're gonna throw it down right now. This is Think Like a Man. Go out there and see it. Steve Harvey is a genius. You still didn't even explain it. 
think like a man, act like a man. You got to think like a woman, act like a man. That right there, the movie was hilarious. I really am promoting it because shout I really like it. Shout out to Jennifer Hudson. You know, her, uh, they got that trial for her uh, her brother-in-law, who, you know what I'm saying, is you know, on trial for murder, killing her, uh, her, her, her mother, her brother, and her nephew. Oh. Everything, man. That, that, that's the toughest thing. Shout out to her for being strong, for going through that kind of shit. That's real talk, man. That shit's crazy. Just when you start getting real big and, and you're up, and you know, you got a, a movie, you got your single, you're you're doing all these commercials, and then you got to deal with that shit again. Man, that's not. And it was a, and for it to be your brother in law over some jealous, some jealous shit that didn't even have nothing to do with her. It was just. It said he some some flowers came to the house, and he thought that it was from her her I guess her sister's new boyfriend or some shit. And he got jealous, and came back and shot and shot all three of them. You know what I'm talking about? It's ridiculous. Sickness. Yeah, man. Shout out to Jennifer Hudson for that, man. That's hey. So Brian, one thing we were talking about earlier was uh, how long it's going to take for Tim Tebow to start, oh and and. And what was it? Was somebody? What was the uh, bet? The six game bet? Yeah, so I'm watching first take with Skip Bayless and them on a uh, on a uh, ESPN and uh, Wale is on there, rapper Wale, and he made a peep. It was the same subject, like you know, basically how many games that you think that uh, Tim Tebow would start this this coming up season. So Wale bet that he would cut his hair off completely off if Tim Tebow starts at least six games. And he bet Skip Bayless that. Well, they were talking about uh, turning uh, Tim Tebow into like a running back or like maybe like a halfback. Now we're talking uh, about starting as a quarterback. Though. I think he's going to be a quarterback. I don't think they're going to do that. Nah, yeah. Well, I, well, you know what I'm saying? I said it before, but, you know, like, there's two quarterbacks in the league that, that's soft as, soft as hell. And that's that's to me, and that's Romo and 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 uh Sanchez. And Sanchez you know what I'm saying? Like them, yeah. them dudes, man. They, you know. So, and I was like, to me, Tim Tebow, shit. He he had a better record than both of them cats, and he played harder and played with more heart. You feel me? So, and I, and I'm a firm believer that with training, you know what I'm saying, and constant training and constantly people, you know, he a strong dude. So constantly people, you know, believing in God and constantly trying to prove the naysayers wrong. That he gonna be a better thrower because anybody can you can get better at throwing shit. That's that you know what I mean. You can't get you can't just develop speed and strength which he has both, but let him develop that arm just like they, you know. Uh, Mike Vick couldn't really throw all that good. He was a run first type dude. You know what I mean. Uh, any good quarterback coach can make somebody a good passer. You remember? Definitely. Okay. Hey hey, oh Mizzy, one thing. I know Brian's sitting there, and we talk about Tim Tebow, and his his eyes are probably rolling in the back of his head right now. Uh-huh. And and this is going his through his hands are probably his hands are probably out right now. You I like me and you pass a good look, but we for sure gonna make heads turn in public, and anywhere we go we <laughs> get red carpet. But you don't hear me though. Mike, did you hear that? Did you like that? 
Oh, yeah, it was a nice, sweet beat. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice, sweet beat. So, Mike, what do you got going on, man? I know you got some uh, you got some comedy stuff going on. What's happening? Well, right now I'm uh, getting ready to go to San Jose. I uh, signed up to be on the show. It's called uh, Do the Hustle. And uh, basically, I don't know why I'm doing this, but uh, I'm going to sing this one little song that I made up a while back ago for uh, American Idol. And uh, it's basically, you want you want me to sing it? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, well it's it's in my it's in my foreign zone. Uh, so, but it goes something it goes something like this. It's like walking down the street, I saw her eyes and I felt the heat. I want to approach, but I'm a little scared, 'cause this this effect I have on all of these ladies. For some reason now, I want they want to have my babies, and I don't try. I simply do, baby girl. I put the spell on you. I never asked for it to be this way. Days go by and they never stay. I take my love and I give it all to you, but you. Can't be my sugar boo, no, can't be my sugar boo, my sugar boo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm telling him just like I told, just like we told uh, Sister Girl earlier, uh, he's going to have to do some visuals. you got to do some visuals, man. I need to see a video because, like, you know how they did Boats and Hoes? How we played for Boats mm-hmm. and Hoes earlier? I need to see Sugar Boo. Is that what it's called, Sugar Boo? Uh-huh. Yeah, you to create that, create that, 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 that element, and let me see the visuals of it. That's your, that's your assignment. That's your assignment. Oh, okay. your assignment. It's awesome. <laughs> done deal, done deal. Yo, so yeah, yeah. Radio. We're still waiting on, uh, on, on uh, Roy Wood Jr. So we're gonna get him a gas face in a little bit, and then we're gonna move on to Chef Desmond at that skinny chef. Yeah, because I want to ask him for a recipe anyway. Like, you feel me? Man, he got all kinds. I just heard some, like the book he got is called Seafood, The Way I See It, S-E-A-I-T. Right? Yeah. The way I see it. And I found out today that that I think he's allergic to seafood. So this is, like, different. And this is different. We're going to ask him about all that stuff, man. Chef Desmond's doing big things. We'll be right back. It's Soul Kitchen Radio. i got to play this new shit right here. It's all good. Let's go. Stick with it, y'all. 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 Make me rich. Let's go. Make me rich. Let's go. Make me rich. Let's go. Make me rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa got a new bag. Won't quit till I'm frozen with a toe tag. Stay screaming worth to get the shit I never had. With six, with glisten, you do the math. I'm on the money making this shit. I'm all in. Tell your mama, your sister, tell a friend. 2012 hustle like the world that never ends. Like I just bought a house in a new Benz. Like I fly a first class to my destination. Think you ain't ten carrots, no hesitation. Put on the gas. No stop signs, you better get yours. Cause I'ma get mine. Mommy on tour, catch me online. Always on the floor, never write the prize. Stick with it, records. You know what's our time, yo. We knocking down doors. Make me rich, 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 make me rich
Like with a heart in a boy. Look, catch, catch a bad one playing with me. Got my little homies down here praying with me. Going for the long cheese home run. But don't get caught with the smoking gun. If you don't want to see me having it, I'm having you. Put that on my son and my little boo. Meet chicks in the upscale part of town. But I take them all downtown with my round. I don't want to see me rich to be around me. Nothing sick with it, then it's all family. Thomas DT, Larry Rule hit her. 24 7 uptown real news. Next man can't speak on my behalf. Get a toe, walking on the rich path. Up all night waiting on the mailman. Mailbox money. And all the love me. Radio show on the internet. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio. Oh man. Oh man, that shit was off the hook on me, dude. Oh man, that's that's that uh that's that make you rich off that new album, man. You dig? That's it. What's the album called? It's called the, it's called uh you know what I'm talking about uh duality. It's called duality, and that was my partner La Rue the Hard Hitter and my other partner uh Work Baby. You smell me? That's the first single. You smell me off my new John. They did that shit, man. Hey, on the line. Video coming soon, though. Video coming soon. Hey, let me tell you, on the line, finally, we get the man of our prank calls. Every every day at 1215, you get a, a hella funny prank call. Here he is, Roy Wood Jr. Yo, what's going on with you clowns, man? What up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're over here about to give you a gas face. You know, when, when, when we... Nah, nah, man. I'm off in this man. radio station. I'm in radio. Why would I stand y'all? Clutching on me, man. <laughs> you know, implement the gas face, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I'm cooling. I'm at this radio station down here in Birmingham. We don't get, we got a garbage ass sales signal in here. I think they do that on purpose to make us do work. Uh, <laughs> you know, appreciate it is what it is. Hey, man, definitely, definitely appreciate you taking time out of your day, man. Uh, 
To, to I wasn't doing nothing today, man. You know, I'm down here. We down here, you know, in Alabama, stretching and rehearsing, getting ready for our, you know, George Zimmerman not guilty riots. Oh, we conduct. So his bill so, was know, what 150,000. He already out, yeah. right? Here's the thing, though, about Zimmerman, man. Cats, y'all cats want to be mad about Zimmerman getting out. Where the hell is he gonna go? He's still technically in jail. Y'all act like Zimmerman gonna be at Walgreens renting a red box, <laughs> going home and picking up a little Caesar hot and ready before he go home and holler at a chick. Zimmerman ain't gonna be in the club. You think you can holler at a chick when you got a murder hanging over your head? You ain't thinking about getting no ass. And he got an ankle monitor anyway. He on the ankle monitor, and he and he he can't go out uh, at nighttime. No way. He hey, Roy, they, 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 he got they, a PlayStation too. <laughs> hey Roy, this fool, this fool brought up his own website. The Roy, the George Zimmerman helped help bail me out. You Bitch, know? wouldn't you? <laughs> if you face it, you think I wouldn't? Man, I would have been put something up on my web page. You think I was begging for votes on Last Comic Standing on NBC? <laughs> nah, no. <laughs> Hey, nah, but you, you ain't seen nothing. Hey, let me ask you this though: Do you think the youngster put tips on him? Like he put, he gave him, he gave him uh, the one-two. It don't matter. It don't matter. If Trayvon Martin hit him with a two-piece in the face. He should still go to jail <laughs> for losing a fight to a seventeen-year-old. So either way, you still need to do some time, either for murder or just for being an old-ass motherfucker that just a that can't sucker. fight. Just for being a sucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Either way, we still gotta lock you up, young man. Hey, we should make it. So, um, we should make it uh, like run through, run through like the woods and like where you in Alabama, right? Yeah. With no clothes on in the summertime and let the mosquitoes get to them. What, oh, that ain't what you some, want. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Let him get hit, hit 150,000 times all over his body. And a mosquito can get up your pants leg when you wearing pants. So imagine where you gonna get bit when you naked. That's what you I'm ever saying. wake up with a mosquito bite just in a random spot? Like I know I had on drawers today. Mosquito <laughs> oh, bite God. me on the inside. <laughs> I was out there in Arkansas. I was out there in Arkansas, and them chiggers and ticks be getting you, bro. They got them out there in Alabama. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. But see, I don't do that, man. See, y'all too deep off in the woods. See, you out there looking for weird stuff. Uh uh-uh. uh. That was um. Shit, man. That that was crazy. Nah, I, I I try to stay out of the woods, man. This is Alabama. Ain't no black people in the woods. So, you know, <laughs> I, I already know. If you black and you headed into the woods, you already know you I'm running into something that traditionally I just know we the had hood a, uh, has we not prepared a, you for. We was in uh, we was in Arkansas because I, I toured with E40. We had a, we was in Arkansas, and we I, we went to the, we pulled up at one of the uh, gas stations. It was pretty warm outside. So we, you know, we had the windows down and shit. We was chilling, feeling good. Next, you know, we get in the car, right? Turn the air conditioner on, roll the windows up, right? So I'm just, we, I'm sitting in the back seat. And something just bit me in my forehead. Pow! I'm like, what the fuck? So next thing you know, I'm like, damn! And and and, and Forty was like, damn! Something just bit me on my arm. I'm like, then I, then I, I turned on the little light, the little light inside the car. And shit, it was like about twenty mosquitoes in that motherfucker just going to work on us. There it is. There it is. Oh, man. Ain't no such so, thing as fresh air in the summer, man. <laughs> man, we learned that the hard way. You did. Hey, does it That's does it rain golf balls in in Alabama? Yeah, but you know it's 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 different over here, man. Because you know we get them thunderstorms where, like, it's that end of the world tornado time right now. You know, right. from May 
probably through like the back end, from from March all the way through like the back end of May. It just it's just every day it might you might die today. That's basically <laughs> what the weatherman is saying, and like really that's all the weatherman is saying when he's saying tornado watch, tornado warning. He's just going look, my look. It might be your ass, might not. <laughs> well, let me ask you. Let me ask you these two questions about that particular subject. One, is, are are all people able to get uh, tornado insurance? And two, why, if you know every year you had to deal with the same shit, why not get up out? I, well, I'll go with the first one. The first one is <laughs> with, with like tornado insurance, man. Like mm-hmm. a lot of folks just ain't educated. I'll be real, because you know most of the folks that get messed up. In these tornadoes, it'd be poor people. It'd be poor neighborhoods. Like, we had a tornado come through. Um, it's about to be the anniversary of it now. Um, last year, came through, um came through Tuscaloosa and came through one of the poorest neighborhoods in Birmingham and killed 50 people. But wow. the thing about it, if you, barely, if you just living to eat, you know what I'm saying, you ain't got time for them insurance premiums. Because, see, what, the, way, the way they get you with these insurance companies, oh, you got homeowners, all right, that's fine. But you need wind insurance or you need tornado insurance. Like, you got to have – you can't just get tornado. It's kind of like the way they screwed people over Katrina. They was like, yeah, you had hurricane insurance, but the flood is what messed up your house, and you didn't have flood insurance. Therefore, you're not covered, even though the hurricane caused – you see what I'm saying? So you have to get so many different kinds of insurance that the average person that's just living check to check, they can't afford half of that shit, man. As for the second thing – my thing yeah, is this, somebody. like, as far as, like, why not leave and move about right. a tornado alley? Right. My thing is this, man. Wherever you go, you're going to get hit over the head with something. So just choose your disaster, you know. Yeah, because out here we wanna... choose earthquakes. We choose earthquakes out here. That's our, that's Which our I earthquake. respect you all for the earthquakes because <laughs> earthquake, because here's the thing, tornado every, you know, pretty much all year tornado came. We didn't have tornadoes hit damn near Thanksgiving. But it only kills, you know, ten, eleven people on average, and you know, it, it's right. it's manageable. But when that earthquake come, man, when that it ain't gonna be, but every fifteen to twenty years, but when that bitch show up, everybody lay down, all right. y'all get yeah. on the ground, empty your pockets. I'm an earthquake, go on, go on, snatch that yeah. chain up off your neck. Just, I, I actually right, seen uh look at look up the YouTube uh it's a YouTube it was on World Stars it was a uh it was a woman she was obviously God fearing but she was she was speaking in tongues while the while the uh the tornado was approaching her house it's on YouTube it's on YouTube and everything right now you can see it and she was speaking in tongues and she was you know the whole some of some of some of the whole thing and that damn uh tornado went right past her house bro everything damn that's crazy man. I you know I I look at um, Florida because you know I went to I went to college down in uh, at FAMU down in Tallahassee, and you know you catch a hurricane off the Gulf every now and then. What's funny about hurricanes is that half them people ain't even praying like they just leave town. I ain't gonna even leave this one up to prayer. I'm out. But the people <laughs> who stay have a hurricane party. I ain't never heard like a hurricane is the only natural disaster where hurricane people celebrate. What's going on? Wow. Like you can do, just Google it, man. People like will literally, hey, who gonna ride out the storm at my house? I got liquor, I got batteries, I got radio. Let's get it up. I got a generator, and people chill in town for five and six days at a time. 
just drinking and getting drunk. My thing is like, you know, that's cool for like a day. Like you ever stay at a party too long? Yeah. Like like, like three four hours too long. Imagine right. if you got to be cooped up in the same house with some clowns for two three days, road covered in debris. You can't leave. Don't, don't let it up. Stopped up. And not just that, but once, but if it's one of them bad storms where you have to start getting down with the rations and and somebody got to be elected the leader and then. Uh, how many yep. females in the house, and, and you know, and, and who gonna hook up with who, and it's just gonna get crazy, yep. and somebody's got to go because we we started. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a damn party, so you know ain't nobody brought the right kind of food. So by day three, y'all niggas sitting there eating rotel dip and granola bars, trying to survive. Yeah, we got a little rotel left. It ain't warm, but you know that's what we live in the home. One bite of rotel an hour. Hey, Roy, we got a caller from you. Taisha's on the line. What's up, Taisha? You on the phone with Roy Wood Jr.? Oh, hey, baby. How you doing? Today <laughs> doing so good. Ooh. Listen to what I did this morning. You want to know, baby? What did you do this I morning? I shed my legs. I feel so smooth. I feel so good. Ooh. What and else man, you did? What, what else I do? I went out and I got myself some nice pantyhose, and I will. I feel so beautiful this morning. Well, all I want to do is just squeeze you up a bit, get my giant breasts, and tell you how much I love you and how much you make me giggle. That's all right, well, I'm, I'm glad you laughed. I don't know about the rest of that shit, though, but, you know, <laughs> we'll just he leave it in there. He do this for real. This is what he do. That's what's up. You got to bring out the big guns for Roy Wood, man. <laughs> can't just come at this dude with the come out top flight. You got to come with with the with the bulletproof vest and everything. Well, if you come at this dude, he do he do this for real. I, you know, I just I just got a lot of love to give. That's all. He said he hope you you enjoy the love. More so from more just giving it to have okay. you love. All over the place. All right. Well, yeah, well, you can get a love somewhere else. I'll just, I'll just assume. Let's just say you did and we didn't. There you go. Okay. Hey, Roy, tell us about uh, – oh, oh, first of all, I want to thank you, man, for, for giving us your prank calls because those things, those things are hilarious, bro. Man, I appreciate y'all for caring enough to run them, man. It's a, it's a lost art form. I'll say that. Uh, you know, I know it's kind of weird to consider – calling people and getting cussed out by my art, but it is actually kind of hard to do. So, you know, yeah, anybody yeah. that cares about the play it's stuff, man, to, respect. To be real, it's, it's, it's you. It's, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Carmen. She out, she out. It's, it's, it's a dude, right? But he's he's syndicated. On a, it's, my, it's one of my partners. Oh, his name is oh. Car- uh, don't Carmen. tell me the name. Don't tell me. Is it, is it Carmen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's you know, uh, Jenkins. Jenkins. Clarissa Jenkins too. No, not Clarissa. Not Clarissa. This yeah, is yeah. But I'm just saying. I'm just rattling off some cash. Yeah, I'm familiar with Carmen. Uh-huh. Okay, Carmen, and then it's uh, and then uh, you know, Big Boy and them. They always do that. Big Boy in the mornings. Yeah. They always do the crank call, but you the only one that's Luther like. Luther Luther, like yeah. You you change. You know you 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 know you you like a lot of people don't get caught. Like they they don't fall for it, but but you keep them to where they be like. 
Like when dude car got, I think the, what was the one when dude car got repossessed? Said car got repossessed. Oh something? yeah, and he was like, because oh, the bike he repo and he started crying. Oh man, that was he stupid. He started crying. He said, "Cause y'all, is it because I'm black?" <laughs> <laughs> I guess because I'm black. I don't know why I don't pay my bills. Yeah. I'll say this, man. Like I, you know, I gotta tip my hat to Ricky Smiley because I came in in Birmingham. Ricky Smiley's from Birmingham as well. And I was the cat that replaced him on the morning show when he left Birmingham. So Ricky had kind of already laid the groundwork for like four or five years of what prank calls were in Birmingham. And so I had to come in and at the very least meet that bar. Like I couldn't come in and not be funnier than Ricky because at that time he was Mr. Comic View, My Name Lil Daryl, Friday After Next had just dropped. Videos, music videos, all that. Yeah, so he was smoking hot. So you come in. And you replace the man in town, you can't come short. So, you know, I, I definitely got with him, and he was cool enough to kind of, you know, give me the game a little bit on some of that stuff. And we were able and we were able to get, you know, a lot of things done. And, you know, he just he just helped me out. So I took what he showed me and just tried my best to take it to another level and just come up with as crazy a scenario. Sometimes you don't even need a crazy scenario. Sometimes you get a person on the phone and they just want to go at it. Some people love to cuss. Let's just start at that point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I like it too. I like cussing. Some oh, some black folks are just looking for everybody. And you, everybody got that one friend in a circle that's ready to fight, no matter what. Ready to argue. They just they just wound up for no reason. So, but we have most but of the you know calls. What? Got somebody from Atlanta on the phone. Four four. We have we have um, we have what's called an escalation of an escalation of of Negroism, like to where if you call the first time if you call we'd be like hi how are you you say how are you doing you'd be like how are you doing oh nothing I just want to talk to you okay no problem and he gives you nice and civil and it's something about the escalation of the conversation like somebody saying. You know, you don't pay your bills because you broke or some shit. Then you just, then that snap it to you. Nigga, yep. check this out. Yo, what the, who the fuck is you? Like, you, yep. you, you got to make that left turn. Once you get them to, once you get them to snap, that's when you say, I got them. Got them. Hey, we got, got, we got another you. call on the line. 404, what's up? Call from Georgia. You're on the line with Roy Wood Jr. Hey, it's Chef Desmond calling in. Uh-oh. Oh, Chef. Okay. Yeah. Hold, hold on, Desmond. Hold on right there. Just listen in. Here we go. So, uh. Anyway, Roy, yeah, that's Chef Desmond. That's yeah. that chef. You got to have him come to Alabama and cook you for you. You know what, man? Man, I wish I could do that shit. Them, them chefs, man. Here's the thing about chefs. Chef, chefs, this how chefs, this how chefs get the ass. They, they throw together something real extravagant, but they so good at it. Like, yeah, you know, it's just no big deal. You know, it's just turkey lasagna with a homemade tomato paste that I made myself. I grew the tomatoes out back, and then I pound that down to a little bit of tomato paste and put a little light sodium in it. And I prefer to use tomato cream, cream of tomato soup instead of water in my sauce because that gives it a more thick and more even feel. I use the ricotta cheese, and, I, and by that time, the girl butt naked. <laughs> Meanwhile, at my house, it's like, oh, hey, bitch, I got these hot pockets. <laughs> you want to split a hot? You want to split a box of hot pockets with me, bitch? Huh? Yeah, I caught so, these. All right. These let's watch, let's watch this red man. box and get naked. <laughs> hey, Roy, did you get a chance to see uh, Think Like a Man this weekend? Yeah, I did, man. And actually, Kevin Hart was here in Birmingham doing shows all weekend. The brother, I got to take my hat off to that man. He came out to Birmingham and showed up in the theaters to thank people personally. Wow. 
Right. He went from movie theater to theater around the Birmingham area Friday and Saturday night, just shaking hands and taking pictures and just being a good-ass dude. What I'm happy about is that the movie did double what Hollywood expected, which is right. a slap in the face because, you know, they they thought it was only going to do about 15 mil, and it did well over 30. So right. what that's going to do is open the door for all kinds of other black films that don't start with the phrase Tyler Perry Presents. Right, and that's that's really another reason because Tyler Perry's last movie didn't really do all that good. Well, he, yeah, you know, did you see the the the, the new Medea comes out? The new Medea, she's going to witness protection. I've seen that that uh, uh, trailer yesterday. I didn't see it. It's just, well, it is what it is. You got to see the hey, but anyway, it's funny. Cause yeah, and there's no disrespect to Tyler Perry. It's just that we can't. It's not. We only got one person representing the race. That ain't cool. It wasn't cool way back when when the Hughes brothers were the only ones, or and when Tyler Spike Perry, Lee was Tyler the Perry, only Tyler one. Perry, Tyler Perry, he he fell out with uh, Spike Lee, and I don't know if they fixed that yet. No, nah, that ain't fixed. That ain't gonna never they be fixed. Fix they got still that going at that dude. That's what they I'm saying. They got fixed that, that dude. I'm riding with Spike Lee. I get, I just got to. I understand where Spike Lee's coming from. I just don't get the reason for hating on it. If that is, if that's what if that's what black folks want to go spend their money on. Just keep making your movies. Just do you. But to say you shouldn't wear no dress and you owe oh, you wearing dresses, all right, that's fine. But I bet you the church ladies ain't going to go start. You want to stop Tyler Perry, go talk to the people who actually spend the money on him. That right, but you happen. know what? Um, 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 on that same note, um, one of my favorite comedians ever, Martin Lawrence, he didn't have to do that last uh, the last one in the dress, bro, because that, that wasn't handling. Yeah, I was done. Sometimes you house, take that dress three. shit too far. You know, what, I just I don't I don't see myself ever being in that lane, man. Like I already know <laughs> I got too it. many morals to succeed. I'm keeping it real. I can't do it, baby. I can already I'm tell you how my life I'm already goes. caked up. I'm caked up already. I, I just can't do it. I got a son. I got to look at his face and every day. I can't do it. See, and that's what cats keep forgetting, man. The internet is forever. See, niggas, y'all need to understand. Like, right now, <laughs> all the mistakes you're making right now. See, here's the advantage I, I, our parents have over us. Everything they did is just a story. You got to right. meet some old motherfucker who go, I remember, did I ever tell you about the time your daddy did it? And it'd be some funny shit about your parents you didn't even know. But now right. it's on the Internet. It's online. It's on iTunes. You can't hide. Like all these ass whoopings you see on World Star Hip Hop where people getting knocked out and getting their ass whooped, 40 years from now they're going to have to explain that to their children. And your child ain't gonna respect you. Wait a minute, what about that kid that getting? got <laughs> the kid that got blacked by the little kid and got got uh dunked and broke his arm and all that shit. Oh that the shit. bully, the bully, yeah. Oh, when oh, he body yeah. slammed him, yeah. yeah. Like you ain't gonna be able to punk your kids. Go 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 do your homework. Shut your ass up, daddy before I body slam your ass like that bully did. Like you ain't gonna be able to do nothing. That's why I ain't putting none what of my that? mistakes on the internet. What about, what about that little black boy that stole his grandma's car because he likes the hood rat shit? Oh, oh I remember that guy. Is he in, that they was him up? Yeah. <laughs> they had him on that thing. That was Tony out there in Africa. He did that. Tony There's somebody <laughs> getting knocked out every week on World Star. I, can't, I hate to say it, but it'd be funny. It'd be I, funny. I, did I, you I, see I, the girl last week? They got uh-huh. drugged off the porch. Oh man, for this girl, oh, it's usually over a cell phone too. Is what's so cold about Yo, it. Yo, these two chicks was Twitter beefing. The girl showed up at the front door. Chick didn't want to come outside. Chick grabbed her up, dish ragged her ass, did a Jesus stomp oh, on man. her head, drug her off the porch, and whooped her ass some more in the front yard. Now, see, that's never gonna get deleted from the internet. 
That girl is probably 20 years old. She's going to go in for a job interview. She's going to get a college degree, and eight years from now, they're going to do a search for her. Because you know these job people, they run your name on the Internet now to see what you've been doing and who, how you're and all that. Yeah, she ain't going to be able to get no real job. Bitch, you got drug off your own porch at your house. This is, you got home field advantage. How you lose in a building full of weapons, ho? How'd you lose the fight? Because you're gonna be, you gonna be, you gonna be psycho, right? You're gonna be psycho, and you're gonna be like, the next motherfucking job I get, I'm taking, I'm taking everything. I can't wait to get hired at the bank. As soon as I get a chance, so you, know, you ain't getting that job. I thought you said you. Yeah, now you in a job interview trying to explain an ass whooping. Man, can you can you tell us how uh, now? Uh, you want to talk a little bit about this ass whooping that you took back in two thousand six? Well, at the time I said something about her man on Twitter. You remember Twitter? It was this thing we used to use back there. But anyway, the bitch, you know, she caught me. You know, she snuck one on me, and and you know, just please hire me. I need this job. <laughs> well, how often do the how often do you do the, the crank calls? How did that start? I mean, we know you. You know, you told us the well, exception. Like, how often? Yeah, it's now, man, not as much as I used to. At the peak, I was doing a new one every day for like three years. Um, when I came into Birmingham, I came in, you know, co-hosting the morning show in '01 when Ricky left, and I say from '01 to '05, I was probably doing at least three to four new prank calls a day. And then I moved to LA in '06, so I had to fall back some. But now that I've moved back home to Birmingham and I'm doing morning radio and all of that stuff, I'm in a uh, I'm in a different place now where I can do you know where I can so do them actually, a lot more often. Are you actually doing them? Or are you playing a lot of the old ones just over and nah, over? Nah, we cooking fresh new new man. Matter of fact, I need to send y'all this one that I did uh, last week where I called Walgreens trying to get Zimmerman some some jail supplies. Oh ready yeah, for a state <laughs> of prison. Oh man. What do you hey. think, what do you think about what do you think about pranking at Scientology Church right now? Uh oh. Nope, don't do it. Uh you know what? If I could come up with a good premise, I'll prank anybody. I've pranked cops and firefighters before. They're not the best people to prank because they really don't get riled up. But if I came up with something good for the Scientology, because for me, my stuff has got to be stuff where I got to keep them on the phone. It Let's can't just take be the something. Let's prank bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wouldn't be good. Oh man, <laughs> my mom is hilarious, bro. You can prank my mom; she would just go crazy. I'd prank a Scientology church. I'd just call and ask to speak to Will Smith. Oh, he yeah, yeah. He would Scientology. <laughs> That's yeah, what they say. That's a rumor. Hey, hey, Roy. So you on tour? You got a tour coming up, uh, starting in May. In Ohio and Maryland and back to Ohio. And oh no, no, that's all on ice right now, man. I get oh, back to Cali. Yeah, I get back to Cali in um, two weeks. We start shooting a sitcom. I'm on this new sitcom on TBS that Vince Vaughn is producing called Sullivan and Son. I play one of the – I play the black friend, basically. Is all I love you need Vince to know. Vaughn, bro. Love Vince Vaughn. Um, but it's a funny show. My man, comedian Steve Byrne, is in the front end of it, and, you know, we've got to start taping. So we'll be taping that through July. And once that's done, then I'll probably pick up some of the road gigs again. Oh, that's good. But yeah, I, I guess what I'm trying to say to you in a roundabout way is that I'm a lazy motherfucker and I ain't changed my website yet. <laughs> I ain't changed the website in a while. Out there with I all think that's just mosquitoes and tornadoes. Yeah, yeah. If things are getting you, huh? Hey, shout out on let me, Twitter. Let, let me go check my MySpace while I'm talking to y'all. Let me go. Hey, What's going on? Oh. hey shout out on Twitter to DT with Sean D uh, out in North Carolina. They're listening right now. 
You know, and they, they shout us out on Twitter. So hey, listen, let's listen to one of these prank calls real quick. This is the Auburn frat party. We're going to listen to this real quick. And then when we come back, we got that skinny chef. And we're going to talk about some of his seafood. Okay? Chef, teach me how to make that tomato paste from scratch, chef. I get these girls, man. I got to get my girlfriend back, chef. I got to cook for her. Well, we got it right here. We're going to be right back. So Kitchen Radio, check us out. Hello? All right, how about it, buddy? Hello. All right, do me a favor. Put Horace on that phone for me, please. It's just Horace on the phone. Please. Horace, how about it, buddy? Chet Walker calling you about your grandboy, Jared. What's he up to? Well, sir, right now, you know, you know Jared's down here in that fraternity down here with them football boys down there at Auburn University. Yeah. And they get to drinking last night, and my boy Devereaux's trying to pledge. And your boy and your boy then made my boy drink all that damn liquor, and the son bitch found himself in the hospital this morning with that alcohol poisoning. What were they drinking at? Well, buddy, they was drinking down there at the front house, buddy, drinking that Jägermeister and all that shit and tequila shots and all that stuff, and your boy's the one gave my son Deborah all that liquor. Deborah ain't but 19. What was he doing down there? Well, my boy goes down there trying to pledge at the front house. Your grand boy, Jared's already in the front. And I'm mad in the son, bitch, I tell you what, because I got good reason to go down to Auburn and whoop his ass. Because I ain't trying to whip my ass, you bad motherfucker. Why don't you teach the damn boy to stay away in other places like that? Buddy, why don't you teach your grand boy not to give people liquor and they ain't of age yet? Fuck you in, you damn boy, buddy. Why don't you come down here while I'm out and meet me halfway and I'll fuck you up? Buddy, I'll whoop your ass and go home and watch some nails. You're nails. a lying son of a bitch. Black booty walrus. The person you called is no longer on the line. <laughs> Hello. You snaggletooth backwoods son of a bitch. You stay on the phone and you talk to me like a damn man. You must suck your mama's pussy and your daddy's dick. Go to hell. Don't call me anymore, you Look son you. of a bitch. The person you called is no longer on. All right, let's call the grandson who put us up to this prank, man. See if he can help us get off the hook. Jared, it's the Buckwild Morning Show at 95.7 Jams, man. It's comedian Roy Wood Jr. Oh, man, how you doing? Hey, we're in the middle of prank calling your grandfather, man, up there in North Carolina. Do me a favor, call him on three-way and bring him back over to us so we can try and get get out of this situation, all right? Sure. All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah, where are you at? I'm at Auburn. Where were you at last night? Now, Horace? Yeah. Chet Walker again, buddy. Now, I got him on the phone. That's your grandboy right there. Now, you go ahead and listen to him explain it to you. Yeah. Yes, sir. You tell that guy to kiss your ass. Idiots like your grandson is the reason why I don't even root for Auburn. Woo! Roll Tide, Alabama, all the way. I wish I'd buy you. I'd blow your motherfucking brains out. You ain't blowing <laughs> shit but your brother Steve, buddy. And I'll tell you another thing. I'm going to report this to the NCAA, and your grandboy ain't going to be playing no football for Auburn no time soon. He's going to get that suspension, and the Tide is going to win the SEC. Woo! Roll Tide, <laughs> Alabama, all the way. Fucking you motherfucking mouth, son of a bitch. You bring your ass down here to Birmingham. I ain't driving up to no North Carolina. Ask your wife. She know how to get to my house. Motherfucker, you son of a bitch. Come on down here. I told your wife that she should put a booty on her hip. 
so that she can sell some ass on the side. You left the fuck good daddy's dick. It wasn't hard enough for you. You didn't throw enough cum in your fucking throat. Damn you, you son of a bitch. Just <laughs> call me back. Fuck that. Hey, it's a prank call. It's a prank call. Horace, we're sorry, sir. You motherfucker. I'll blow you a motherfucker. Grandpa. Grandpa. What I'll do to you. Grandpa. Yeah. Set this up, man. It's 95.7 Jams, man. It's the Buckwild Morning Show. It's a, I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian, Horace. It was just a prank call, Horace. Well, that's a good way to get stuff to work. Soul Kitchen Radio. 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 Soul Kitchen it's on. Yeah, it's definitely. And where can people find you every morning? So are you putting your, your morning show on hold while you're out there? Nah, they let me do it. We got a satellite line or whatever, so I'll do it. It'll be as if I'm in the studio and all that. Same way Tom Jordan and them do it earlier, when they're huh? on the move. You got yeah. to 5 o'clock out here? You want to ask o'clock, us? man. You want to ask uh, Skinny Chef? Uh, oh, yeah. You ask the Skinny Chef a, a recipe real quick? Yeah, Chef, all right. Cup desserts. Give me a quick dessert that I can make. Some not the box, man. Don't don't start me with flour and eggs. <laughs> Some not the box. <laughs> Some not the box yeah, that I can make a chick think that that I really for real like. Yeah, there we go. That's my question. What can I buy in the grocery store that could trick a chicken into thinking I really cooked it? <laughs> man, it's not too many things, man. To be honest, not too many things you can trick people with. No, not nowadays, everything's so processed. Blonde chick, you got to get a blonde chick. You can, you can always trick a fat chick. You can always trick a fat chick. He's right. Fat. All right. So if I got a rotisserie chicken chef and I just chopped up some apples and some onions and just sprinkle that shit on top of it, that's not going. That ain't going to trick no, nobody. Actually, right, so you know what? That rotisserie chicken they be having on the little little uh, end cap. Type things. Those those are not bad because they actually wrote they actually um, cook those in house. So you know that may that may not be a bad idea. All else fails go good to on top of yeah, All else fails go to Safeway. They got everything. You just get the whole meal. <laughs> <laughs> Safeway have plates up. Let's go get you Tell some you right nice now. and some dishes and shit. You good? You in the house? I'm telling you, I'm getting these party pizzas and I'm cutting them into small triangles. Everything look gourmet when you cut it into small triangles. Make people eat it like it's finger food. That's all good, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all hold it hey, down, man. Every morning, Monday through Friday, Roywood Jr. ninety five jams dot com. You can find them on yeah, just on, yeah, on just Google app. Roy prank calls. That'll take you to every. I'm not gonna bore everybody with a bunch of www back backslash underscore. <laughs> Look, if you know how to speak English, Roy prank calls. That's it. If you can't speak okay. English, my shit ain't for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. Unless you're from uh, uh, Nigeria. Nigeria. I am from the Nigeria and the American blacks. You will always understand. <laughs> Wait, Soul Kitchen Radio. Run your big size 15 ass foot down here. <laughs> you know what I need to do right now? I need, let me get on this computer right now and do some drops for y'all, man, and get these emailed over to you, man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We appreciate that, Roy Wood Jr. Thank you for being on the show. And, uh, and I'll be looking for them drops, man. Give them the clap, clap. 
Keep it going for the skinny chef, man. Keep it going for the skinny chef. <laughs> on the line with us right now. On the line, we got, we got seafood, the way I see it. Chef Desmond Cannon on the line, so get the radio. What's up, Kevin? How y'all doing? What's, What's up, buddy? Come on. How you doing, man? man y'all, y'all, y'all caught me off guard with all that, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. Y'all, y'all caught me on gut. What are these clams? What's up with them clams, man? Damn. I don't have any. I, I got some. I got muscles in there. I don't. I didn't have any uh, clam recipes in there. Muscles. You know, I get yeah. muscles in clams mixed up, but that's what that shit. That shit look good what? though. Either way. I'm talking about food. I'm yeah, they're the same. I'm on his website, man. You gonna you gonna get hungry if you go to his website. You got the seafood the way I see it. Oh, that's God, the, that's the book, right? That's some book. Yeah, Look, that's you got muscles and coconut milk with lemon muscles and coconut milk with lemon grass broth. Damn. Yes, Man, sir. Yeah, that, that's some real some real uh some cooking stuff. Hey, so anyway, you can go to to uh the website and you can get the book. I, I have the book right here, Chef. Look, can you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's I have the book you're, right you're here. Smart man. And, and smart it is man. and it is uh it is autographed. By you, uh, fourteen ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine. Tifa, there it is. Thank you for God bless. Twenty dollars autographed. Twenty dollars autographed. Shout out to Diva Latifa on Twitter, who's actually set us up with with uh, that skinny chef. Um, definitely, definitely, and and the, and she also told me that you're allergic to seafood. Is that true? No, it's it's, it's funny. The the forward is written by my daughter. I had my my seven year old daughter write the forward for the food and she, for the book, and she starts it out by saying, you know, I'm allergic to seafood and all that. But a lot of oh. people, uh, once they get down to the bottom, they realize it's, it's actually my daughter. Oh, uh, Morgan. So a lot of people think when they're starting to read it out that it's me saying it, but it's her doing the forward. Yeah. Camacho only read half of it. P.S. <laughs> <laughs> my dad make good food. <laughs> Well, I mean, you you looking in you looking at it for the recipes and for the food, so I can I can understand why I didn't go go through the whole thing. <laughs> there it yeah. is. Oh, but man, you got you you've done so much stuff. Uh, we we're looking at your bio earlier, and and some of you you worked for for all kinds of uh, executives. You worked for the Mint, um, just just all kinds of names. Tell us some of the places that you work because it's just incredible. Just your your whole from the beginning to the end. How did you start cooking? How did you get into cooking? Well, oh man, the way I started uh, cooking was um, I was 15 and you know I was living at home with mom and you know you turn 15 you got to get a job no matter what it is you you yep. need to be working. So I uh, went out and got a job at, at a place called Ryan Steakhouse. Um, it's a you know family steakhouse slash buffet. <laughs> so uh, you know I'm only 15 so they put me on the front just making the you know. Uh, filling soft drinks and wiping the trays, you know, just a whole bunch of boring stuff. And um, everybody in the back was, you know, laughing and joking. So I told my manager, hey, man, I want to have fun like they're having at, at work too. So he said, well, in order to get back there, you need to learn how to cook. And so I told him, well, you know, just put me back there and uh, see what I can do. So um, long story short, I worked my way up in a few months. I was By the time I was 16, I was in there, you know, flipping the steaks and cooking the grilled chicken and, working the fryer and all of that. Um, then went to International House of Pancakes after that. And, um, you know, it, at that time it was just work. You know, I was, I was starting to love food, but it was it was mainly just work in the paycheck. And um, one of my 
managers came by and said, hold on, man, all your stuff looks like the menu. You know, it looks like the pictures on the menu. You need to think about going to, you know, culinary school. And um, so, do I hadn't even heard of the word culinary. You know, so I I try to figure out what he called me. So I'm, I'm sitting there for a minute like, what you say? <laughs> like, you know, I, I, you color what, you know? <laughs> so uh, I, I took a step back and I said, you know what, maybe, maybe he's right. I may need to go home my skills. So uh, after I graduated high school, about two years after that, I went to culinary school, Art Institute of Atlanta, and um, started with a company by the name of Sodexo, which um, I still work with them now. I've been with them 10 years. And uh, with them, I've been a chef at uh, Federal Reserve Bank um, Conference Center here in Atlanta, Bistro. And um, uh, so, I mean, that's that's how I kind of got my start. Um, and I also cooked at, um, um, a, you know, I'm sure everybody's familiar with the big church, New Birth, here in Atlanta. I cooked there for like nine years. And uh, worked with the chef there pretty close. He became one of my mentors. And, uh, you know, I was able to do a lot of things after that. Man, that's awesome. So so working for for Sodexo is just like 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 way cool, right? They just got you going everywhere. You you got you're going to the Olympics this year in twenty twelve right. in London. Um right. you've represented at at other places. Where where would you the Rugby World Cup, two thousand seven Rugby World Cup, which is like right. super huge. How is it? What do you do yeah. when you go to those big places? You just are you are you the executive chef, just overlooking, overseeing everything that goes on, or are you actually cook? Well, with with this one, uh, to my knowledge, the the upcoming London trip is um, I will either be um, either one of the executive chefs over over one of the uh, segments that they have. I think it's the Caribbean portion, um, and or I will be one of the executive sous chefs, like the number two. Um, or I could be the catering chef. So I, I'm, I hadn't gotten my, you know, direct, complete assignment yet, but I think it'll be along those lines. But when I went to Paris, we we didn't cook a thing, to my surprise. Um, right. We got over there. It was 12 days. Um, they, you know, we went on tours and everything because Sodexo was based in Paris. And um, so they took us to every place that Sodexo did food service in Paris, the Eiffel Tower, Lido, you know, Bato Parisian everywhere. So, um before the World the World Cup we were doing um VIP food service. So they pretty much uh had partnered with another big time caterer in France to do it. So we just came in and kinda helped them out, help them finish, you know, the plate up for nineteen hundred and fifteen hundred people and things like that. So it was a pretty pretty cool experience. Man, so this this book, bring in the book, what what made you say, Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and uh and, and write a book and how hard was it to actually get it published and, and put out? How long did you spend on getting this book? Well, to, to be honest, I, uh, from from start to finish, when I really decided I was going to do it, it took me about three months to actually get all the content together. To actually go through the publishing process, it took me about 45 days, real talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was the reason why I decided to write it was, you know, every – Chef has a has a dream of you know being on a cooking show, or having his own restaurant, or you know, and, and another one of those things is having a cookbook. So, um, you know, I just said, you know, I just decided one day um, that I'm gonna go ahead and go forward with this book. And um, I talked to my wife about it, and I was like, look, when I come home from work, I need just I need some zone out time because I really need to finish this project. And um, so she supported me with that, and, and by the time I was ready for it. 
um, I had everybody saying, okay, you need, you know, at least 150 recipes for, before somebody would look at you to publish you. And um, let me tell you the power of social media, man. I was talking on Facebook. Um, I, every now and then I post pictures of, you know, my book, my, my um, work, and I right. put some recipes on my blog and things like that. So somebody um, sent me a message saying, hey, you know, wrote on my wall, you need to have a cookbook. And I was like, oh, it's, it's in the works, you know, just, you know, talking because I knew I was working on something, but it wasn't that that big yet. And um, so somebody else saw that conversation, and, and it actually been, ended up being a high school friend of mine that was starting her own publishing company and said, look, you need to call me right now. And um, so she had seven authors lined up to launch for her publishing company and didn't have a cookbook in her portfolio. So I walked right on in. We had two meetings, and um, I gave her all the content. And like I said, within 30 days, I saw my first copy. Man, that's awesome. And, and so how many – is it just blown out, like uh, blown off the shelves, or are you, are you still in Barnes & Noble? How, how can people get the book? Well, right now, um, I'm, when we did the launch, I actually sold out all the copies I had on hand. And um, so now it's available through my website, uh, chefdesmond.com. Just go to my merchandise page. Um, and there's actually a link on my front page. You just click the book, and it'll take you directly to the order site, I mean the order page. And um, on Barnes oh, & Noble and Amazon as well. So basically, you started right? You started – I'm, I'm trying to run a little intervention right now. Let me see if I got my partner on the phone real quick. Shannon, you on the phone? Yeah, 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 I'm right here. So this is my partner, Shannon, right? He he a cook and whatnot. He be cooking and, and, and chefing. Like, right now he working at TGI Fridays, right? He worked at uh, Bowling Alley, uh, chefing in the back back there. He was also uh, chefing at this, at uh, what's the steakhouse uh, spot you was at? Uh, Logan Steakhouse. He was at Logan Steakhouse out here in Sacramento. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He wanted he wanted he wanted to get into music, but I'm but I but I try to tell him like you know the food industry, the chefs and all that man. You know you know you know that's a real comfortable. I, I don't want to say comfortable, but like once you when you master that chefing thing, you know that's a good trade. Don't you think that's a, tra- a good? Tra- tell him a little bit about how you came up and how you you because know, I know you started in the kitchen too. How, tell him how you how you you know how you got motivated and turning it into something like how you got going right now. Well, let me let me let me uh, back up and, and tell you why I decided to pick it as a, as a career. I mean, I did like it and everything, and like I said, at first I just saw it as a job. But you know, once I went to culinary school, I started realizing, okay, this could be you know a career path for me. But you got to think about it. Uh, I mean, if you're a shoe, if if you sell shoes, you know, you can't eat shoes at work. I mean, you know, if you're a cook, you can. If you're a chef, you can eat all day. So that's that's one thing. And then number two, people. I don't care what type of job you have or what type of lifestyle you have. It all boils down to at the end of the day, you have to eat and you need somebody to prepare that food for you. So there's always room for a chef. You be a musician one day, somebody, you know, and I'm not trying to discourage you from being a musician, but someday, you know, you may not be able to get a record deal, you know, or, you know, somebody may stop buying your music or, or the sound may change um, and things like that. But I mean, when you're a chef, there's always some type of, work for you at some you know somewhere especially if you're good because i don't care what happens a recession or whatever people still have to eat gotta eat so you you know you always you always gonna have some type of avenue to get your foot you know back in the door if you if you you know get kicked out of somewhere 
You got some, Shannon, you got some questions for him? Man, I, I hear all that, but, you know, sometimes, I ain't going to lie, sometimes it kind of, I've been doing this since I've been out of high school now. I've been out of high school six, seven years, and I'm just kind of getting into the mode of, the same routine every year, month after month, week after week, you know, barely managing, barely making it. And I've been cooking since I was, like, knee-high. You know, my grandfather and my dad, you know, I was born into the whole restaurant family and everything. And, you know, it's something I got a passion for, but then again, it's like I just don't want to be right here the rest of my life where I'm at. And it seems like every year, month after month, I keep doing the same thing to the point where it's like, man, do I even want to cook anymore? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, you know, so I'm kind of like in that kind of mode right now. The majority of it, from what I'm hearing, the majority of your um, your experience with with cooking is is in restaurants, right? No hotels, yeah. no. Well, well, the, well cater, <laughs> caterings and stuff like that, doing the family, and then also at local, you know, restaurants and bars and stuff like that. Gotcha. Well, one thing I, I love family. <laughs> I love them. But one one thing about about cooking for family, that's that's typically not going to help your career. I mean, you need yeah. to you need to start networking with people that you know. Hey, you know, if I cook for this guy, you know, one or two events, he has friends that can turn into other bigger things and people who are actually going to pay me well for what I do. Family is typically not going to do that, and and it's hard for you to pressure them to pay you for what you what you you know really feel you're worth because it's family. You know, you don't really you know. You're in a hard But you know, besides besides family too, I'm in a position now where I feel like it's the same thing with where I'm at in the corporate as working for these restaurants because I still feel like I'm not getting paid what I'm worth and it's just like, you know, they got this whole they got this idea of person and people who they want and I've been starting to realize that lately. So right. it's just kinda well, that you was, know, discouraging at this moment right now. I was gonna right. ask that you was question. Yeah, have you been to culinary school? No, I ain't never been to no culinary school. I was, you know, I went to go check it out one time through a friend because he actually was one of the guys who was, you know, doing the you know, doing the little tours and everything. But he kind of, kind of made me walk away for the fact that he was too much of trying to get that. I tried to go to, uh, I think it was Kitchen Academy or go check it out, but he was too much trying to get me to pay that little deposit, ER, whatever it was, to try to get me involved. So that kind of threw me. I ain't going to lie. That kind of threw me off. Hey, you know what? I, I, got, I got a frat brother that's out there. He's at uh, he's at one of them one of them city colleges, um, American yeah. River, or, or Consumnus. He's at Consumnus. They have a culinary academy there. And I'll tell you, just from, just from watching my wife, uh, my wife started going to culinary school, and it just changes your whole outlook on – on the whole industry. I just be like, everybody can't cook. Like, you feel me? Like, the stuff that that, that my partner Shannon, that he be cooking, man, like, I can't cook that. Like, I can't just go somewhere. I mean, I can probably fry some, fry some wings and shit, but I can't make no greens and mac and cheese and, like, for a whole bunch of people, like, for a whole restaurant of people. Like, that takes talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but what, what I'm saying, like, like, Shannon, what I'm saying is once you go to culinary school, Go to like American River or Consumnus, check out their culinary school. You get financial aid for that, so you don't have to worry about nobody trying to get get that, that $40,000, $50,000 from you, 
Right, and yeah, is that how much it costs? It costs a lot of money, bro. I try, yeah. it's, like I 50, it's like it's like fifty thousand. Yeah, I tried to get into San Francisco Culinary Academy, and it was just way too much for me. I didn't want to do it. But that yeah. is expensive. And Desmond, are, are is, do you agree that once you start getting in, you start learning the the culinary industry, uh, that that your mind starts changing? Of course, I mean, and, and definitely once you get that paper, you know, you look completely different to people now. Um, I mean, a lot of people, you know, when they're looking at your resume or your bio and things like that, if they see that you have some type of formal culinary training, you know, that that can that can make you look a little, you know, a little better. You know, even if it's just a, a certificate of completion that lets them know that it's if you're willing to try to make this a career path. And there are people out there that want to help mentor people into, you know, having a, making this a career. But if they see that you haven't taken, you know, those beginning necessary steps, they probably won't even look at you. And one other thing I was going to say earlier about restaurants, that's what happens in the restaurant culture. You you, you think about uh, most restaurants, they're chains. So pretty much you're doing, it's like cookie cutter. You know, every every franchise is the same. Every, all the food is the same. There's no room for creativity. And typically if you understand a long restaurant, there's one owner, there's one chef, there's probably his buddy, and, you know, there's no room to move up. But if you get with, like, a, a contracted food service management uh, a, a food service management company like, like Sodexo or your Compass or, um, you know, things like that, then there's, there's so many avenues that you can, you know, go. You can go into quick casual. You can go into conference centers, hotels, and there's, there's mobility. That's one of the reasons why I've been able to move around so much, you know, in, in 10 years. I've pretty much done, a, done just about everything within Sodexo. Culinary wise, you know, and what exactly is that? What, is, what exactly is that? Is was it Sodexo? What, is, what exactly is that? Well, we um, we we do food service and uh, facilities management, and um, so we we'll go into like universities, schools, uh, you know, business uh, business entities like you know Federal Reserve Bank. I was executive chef there, so there there are places that employers want to want to. Uh, provide that lunch or breakfast service for their employees every day, and they bring in contractors to do that. And they have chefs to come in and run that stuff, run run all of those uh, programs. You know, I bet yeah, the, hey, hey, Omizi, look, I bet yeah, the, I, let me ask chef, let me ask chef this real quick. Man. Do chefs have to when, when, put it like this? Do chefs have to do a drug test after after they become chefs? <laughs> <laughs> like, have you? Like, any of your all, new jobs that you that you've been at before you became a after you became a chef? Do, is there any prerequisites of drug testing? Of of course, yeah. Every I mean, now it, it all depends on the employer. Um, most most employers do that now. You know, and and. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what we were talking about earlier? Is this guy yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing. Saint Mary's College out here, which has a 
great. I, I just ran into them accidentally. I ran into their to their uh, their cafeteria, and they have chefs. They they do it all. I mean, you get you get sandwiches, uh, spaghetti. You get all kinds of all kinds of stuff. And Sodexo runs that area. Oh, that's beautiful. I was just getting ready to say we must we probably run that. That sounds like us. Yeah, wow. it was Sodexo. There was one little dude that I guess he was the executive chef. He just walked around, make sure everything was cool. And, yeah, and, and I mean everything set up like a gourmet food court type thing. It was, it was, it was real gourmet. I really appreciated that, and it was kind of cheap, you know, for the students. And let me tell you something. Right. Uh, uh, in Sacramento at U and Shannon, you need to go up there too. Uh, at UC Davis, bro, they they just built a whole new uh restaurant inside the UC Davis, like um you know the cafeteria. And dude, this is the most most. I'm talking about this thing is so nice, man. You might want to just go there for dinner just for the energy. But it's at but it's at that, it's a hospital. It's a hospital cafeteria, you know what I'm saying? And they making steaks. They got egg they got egg, uh, not egg rolls, but uh sushi, uh, pre pizza stone made pizza, like it's crazy. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I love to eat, forty love to eat. Everywhere we go, we always trying to find somewhere to eat. We stay eating at Papa Do's and all that. And, like you gotta re- like the food, like just like you were saying earlier, man, everybody gotta eat. Right, right, and that, and we, that, that fact I was just talking about sounds like that sounds like yeah. that may be us too. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, and yeah, well, my uh, man, it was off the hook. Trust me, it's out here. And I just that, but I was just in uh, in Vegas with Coolio, and Coolio loved to cook, and he like, man, at the end of the day, homie, and he had that real L.A. accent. Um, at the end of the day, homie, at the end of the day, homie, you know, I always know how to cook. <laughs> well, what's this thing called? The ghetto, the ghetto catering. At the end of the day, homie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. he's, got, he's got a cookbook out too, right? Yeah, he got a cookbook. He, he got like the YouTube, a bunch of YouTubes, cooking food and whatnot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Catering parties and whatnot. I, mean, I just feel like if I'm, it's like it's like being an engineer. Like at a, like everybody don't know how to engineer at studios. But if you can go, if you can cook, say I got 20 people. Everybody can't just cook for 20 people, 30 people, and make it be good and make them love you and right. all that shit. Clap for you right. and whatnot when they see you. You know what I mean? So I, right. my advice right. to people like Shannon and the rest of the world is, man. Man, take it at least absorb all the information. Learn how to, you know, if I could go to culinary school and have time to do it for the energy, I would do it though. Because I know I can, I could probably write a book. I could probably, you know, what I'm saying, get a TV show, and I see the big picture, just like how you see the big picture, chef. It's like we, you got to teach youngsters to see the big picture of the shit. Right, right. And I mean, um, like like you said, they, it's it's always, I don't care who you are or what you do. I mean, you can go to, you know, musicians, you can go to uh, teachers, doctors, lawyers. They're always, you know, looking for somebody that can come in and do what you do because they they can't do it. And they're always having, you know, networking parties and get-togethers and all of that. But, you know, they they just don't know how to prepare all this food. And, you know, and people like to look good. So if you can come in and make them look even better than they already looked beforehand, I mean, that's you got a friend for life. Right. Even even on some ghetto shit. Let's say on some ghetto shit, right? And I'm just using my my creative purple cush mind, my purple cush mind, right? Right. If I was a cook, if I was a cook and I and I could chef, right? I would go make me some flyers, right? 
right? And it'd be around Valentine's Day. And I say I'm a person. I'd be a personal chef, right? And then I'd be for the low, low, low. I'm gonna make some fried chicken, some greens, some mac and cheese and shit, some uh, some cornbread, and real simple, some cabbage or something, something real simple. I know I could make. And I guarantee you, if I just if I say I'm gonna go to somebody's house and prepare a meal and shit for them, I can, I, I think I can clock some 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 G's on, around Valentine's Day. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the creativeness. Yeah. You know how to cook. It's the creativeness of your shit that's that's gonna make you just like music. If you creative with it. And know how to get out there and, and manipulate the system to where it benefits you, then there's, there's no stopping you. You feel me, though? There you go. There you go. And I mean, another important thing is, you know, finding mentors in your area, man, that, you know, that, that are already doing it. And anybody anybody that's that's uh, successful and still true to the craft, they're, they're looking for other people to uh, to help along the way because they, they, need to, they want to pass that information down. And if there's nobody, you know, if if there's nobody in your area that's doing that, I mean, well, it's it's got to be somebody. It's got to be somebody Man, that's willing to, willing to mentor you. Let me you tell know? you something. And, and that's another thing I was going to ask Shannon. I mean, did, have you reached out to, you know, any any chefs in the, in your local area that that you look <laughs> up to or you see that they're doing, you know, some good things? Have you reached out to them? Yeah, at all? I re- I reached out to a couple, and that's a couple of people I know, and they just ended me back up in, like, a different restaurant where they're at. You know what I'm saying? So, and then they end up leaving or something like that. So that's the kind of people who I know who I reached out to, and they just ended me back into another 9 to 5 or 411 job. Understood. But I think it's a difference. It's a difference between working at somebody somewhere like, oh, yeah, I work at TGI Fridays and then working at – uh, Scott's, let's say Scott Seafood, or you know what I mean, like it's First a big chef for somebody, you know. So. Not, not even just that, because you still got to have a, a, you know, you got to have a hell of supplies to be to be a personal chef. You still got. I'm just, my method was ghetto. My method, my method was go to Safeway, you know, go get some hellish, you know what I mean, some shit that's ready. <laughs> you know, that was my ghetto way. But I'm talking about if somebody really hired, like when you see, if you like we were talking about Coolio, when you seen one of them episodes when he when they really had to cater. And this is a dude that, you know, so it's hard to do. Don't get it twitted. It is hard to do. But I just right. feel like if you if you know somebody, like, catering a wedding, like, that shit is incredible, but that's big bread. I, 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 was, I would think whoever was able to cater a whole wedding would get caked up. My partner worked dirty. He had he had uh, a choice of uh, T-bone steak or, or pheasant. Like, I'm like, damn, whoever did this? And it was like it was like 200 people. Like, I'm like, ooh, he got caked up, like. I get the pheasant, I get the pheasant for the low and the steak for the low, and charge them full price, and I'm gonna be caked up. Hey, hey, Desmond, let me ask you real quick, uh, our, our chef, what is the the Culinary Business Academy? Is that that's something different. That's actually something online that you can take uh, as as part of the uh, United States Personal Chef Association. And uh-huh. you go through you go through that class, and you know you pretty much read the material, and there's a test at the end. You pass that test, you have that that certification as a personal, uh, a certified, I mean, as a personal chef, professional oh, personal chef. So you can, yeah. So you get you get the papers, you get, <laughs> you get the papers with your jacket, and and then and then you get entered into a uh, you know their their database. So if people are in your area are seeking personal chefs, you'll be in the database. And um, wow. so it, there's other avenues you can take to, you know, start some baby steps. And so, so another thing, uh, what's what's Magic Johnson doing with Sodexo Magic? Yeah, he he actually um, has a company um, with Sodexo. Um, he's the majority owner. 
started it a, a few years ago, um, and and they I think the main business they do is, is uh, like um, you know college cafes and things like that. But it's on the same lines as what you probably saw at the other at the other. Um, I think I forgot the college, the university you say you at. Rick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's St. Mary's College. Yeah, but it's, it's similar to that. Um, and he he brings the minority component to it as well um, for that business. And and we were doing a presentation down here in Atlanta at um, UPS World Headquarters, and that's how we got to he and I got to work together. So, okay. Did you ever get pretty, to pretty cool ever, guy, uh, man. Did you go to any college besides Chef School? Yeah, I just just Atlanta Art Institute of Atlanta. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that's where I got my culinary degree. And that wasn't and that wasn't uh, what's the one in, in Paris and shit and all that. What's the big ones? They be the Chateau Kirouz and uh, 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 Le Cordon Bleu. Le Cordon Bleu and all that old extravagant <laughs> ass shit. Because <laughs> hey, nah. we, uh, we had a show, man. We had a show on everything, man. We had a show in uh, what was it? I think it was in like shit. I don't remember. I think. It, uh, uh, I think it was Atlanta. It might have been Atlanta. The chef he had just he had did like fifteen years in the penitentiary. You know what I'm saying? He started uh-huh. cooking. He started cooking in prison. You feel me? And he became, he got out and became a chef and wrote a book and some more shit. I'm uh-huh. like anybody if you if he you can do it. Chef. He, if, yeah, you talking about was, Chef Jeff? Yeah, yeah, man, yeah like, I was trying to say bro, that. If somebody could do it yeah. and they just got out the pen, bro, you mean to tell me? Come on, man, you playing with game? Chef right. Jeff. It's that it's that inner ambition, man. It's that inner ambition. That's something they can't. No, nobody can teach to you. You know, you gotta get out. Get out. Get something. Get out. Get something. Pass you by. Hey, when I go to Mexico, when I go to Mexico or Tijuana, and we leave Mexico at five in the morning, six in the morning, you know who they're selling? uh, uh, What is it? Tortillas and shit. Walking in the street, past they're selling for a dollar. Who out? Little kids and shit out there gritting and getting their they money. You understand me? Selling them chiclets. Wow. Get, up, get out and get something. So, Chef, uh, are, can we expect you on a on a TV show? Anybody been trying to holler at you about about one of these TV shows? Well, I'm I'm looking at um I'm I'm trying to look at the the next level. I mean, TV is you know regular TV is you know kind of normal now. People are going to uh, internet TV stations now. So I'm I'm in talks with. Uh, one uh, internet-based TV um, station. It's kind of like a cable station for TV. Uh-huh. Uh, right now, they have over over 200 channels, and uh, only one only one cooking segment on it right now. So, uh, trying to be um, kind of like a you know, kind of use that as a catalyst to get get into another arena. Because I mean, the the TV chef thing is so that market is so saturated right now. I mean, you're you're Banging your head up I'll against the wall, you know what? To get in there. I'm gonna put him on blast. I'm gonna put him on blast because I've been trying to trying to tweet this fool forever, and he never tweet me back. So Chef Roble, you on blast? You don't ever tweet me back. <laughs> I ain't fucking with him. Hey, Chef Roble, be wiggling though, man. You can't go. You can't go bad on him, Chef Roble. I unfollowed that fool, man. I try to <laughs> unfollow Chef Roble. Oh, Roble be going Chef in for the president or something. I, I like him. I like him. He's going in, though. But the thing about it, man, I walk around Atlanta, people, as soon as they see you in the chef coat, they want to holler Chef Roble. I'm like, dude, Chef Roble or Chef Roble? For real? I'm pretty sure he doesn't want anybody else calling him Chef Roble, and I don't want you calling me Chef Roble. I mean, he's, he's cool. I like him, you know, but, you know, let people be, you know, who they are. Right. Instead of trying to make somebody the uh, next something else. 
Don't you think it's tight how how uh, chefs are superstars now? Like like you could really make a whole lot of money being a chef. Like my, one of my favorite oh, yeah. shows is Top Chef, and you know, right. and, all, and all the top chefs and, and um, the um, not the Roach Coach with the the ones where they uh, where they they had a little competitions from the different uh, coaches out there on the streets, the street vendors, like even uh, the street. Yeah, it's like 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 street vendor something, but it's like even every, even the street vendors like the ones with the co- roach coaches can can get fame. Like it's just so many yeah. avenues for you to make for you to make money in in the food industry. I just feel like yeah, we're the, we're the new rock stars, man. A lot of, you know, you hear a lot of people saying that, but it's it's so true. We're the new rock stars, and um, oh, you know that's true. Because now you remember a few years ago, everybody wanted to be. Uh, Everybody wanted to be real estate guys. Now everybody wants to be be uh, cooks. You oh, yeah. want to? Oh yeah. If you can make not if you what's minimum wage at McDonald's? If you can make that much at McDonald's, minimum wage like ten some or nine some, dude. How much are you supposed to be making as a chef? A grip. Yeah, but I mean, and, and but the deceptive part about that, like when especially if you go to culinary school, you have your you know, certification for you're you're a certified culinarian and all of that. You come out a lot of people come out arrogant like, you know, I want me a you know, a, a fifty thousand dollar chef job right now. You know, <laughs> I, I got my papers. It's like that, that doesn't work like that. I mean you still have to come in, you know, and learn how to cook in a professional setting. You know, you've been in culinary school, you learn the basic techniques, but you need to know how to, you know, make that work for you in the in the real world. And, and how long, you know, practically, it's, it's how long, how long did this, the actual schooling take? Well, um, my I had an associate's degree, so it took me two years. And the school I was at at the time didn't have a bachelor's program, so that's that's pretty much uh, as much as I could get. But I mean, when I look back, that's all I needed. You know, people keep telling me, "Oh, go back and get your bachelor's." Like I'm, I'm cool. Like I'm doing, you know, things that that you know some dudes out there with with you know bachelor's degrees from the CIA. You know, culinary institute of right. America, you know, and that's the, that's the top culinary school in, in in the country, and you know, I, I real talk, I got a couple of them calling me for jobs every month. You know, you that's, know? that's what I was trying to tell Shannon that you don't have to go to that dude that's talking fast trying to get you a deposit. You can just go to 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 uh, junior college and it's the same culinary degree. You know, right. Um, and then let your skills got, come out uh, after uh, that. Tifa just re- just tweeted. She's listening to the show. She says, "How can I get a mentor?" Wow, it's it's <laughs> all about the asking. I mean, you if you see somebody, if you see somebody in your in your you know that's in close proximity to you, if it's you know a restaurant you visited a lot, I mean, just ask to speak to the chef or ask to, you know, meet him or whatever and just tell him, you know, blow his head up. You know, I, man, I admire you. You know, you know, I, I know this about you. You did this and you did that. That's the path I'm trying to go on. You know, I, I'm looking for somebody to, to help me get to that point. You know, will you be interested in, in being one of my mentors? And the key words, you got to say one of my mentors, because if you ask somebody to be my mentor, some people will say, you know, I don't have time to be your only mentor because, I mean, then you're going to be pulling everything from me and I don't have that time. So you say, you know, I want you to be one of my mentors, then, you know, that it's kind of a little less evasive. Like, you know, now I, I, I figure that you won't be taking all of my time since I won't be your only one. So so one part of being a mentor, um, so just, just, just it's not the big brother, big, 
It's not the Big Brother Association of America. You had to make candy games. When, when you're talking about being a mentor, you're talking about, look, I, I'm, I'm got, I got this job. Can I send you an email every now and then and ask you for advice? Right. Exactly. Something like that. Exactly. You know, it, it doesn't mean that you work at Chevy's. I'm gonna go sit by your side. Teach me how to make tostadas. Yeah, I ain't gonna sit by your side every day. Make that shit. Right. I mean, it is more. It's more a virtual mentor, you know, talk on the phone every now and then, send an email for questions and, and get kind of kind of pull advice from this person. So actually somebody like you, Chef, could be a mentor to somebody, anybody, anywhere in the country. Right, virtually, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I, I actually did that earlier today. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that is a, a type of mentorship as well. Um, but, I mean, the, the mentors that I hit real hard when I started out were the ones that that I had, you know, been seeing, and, you know, I, I went to them direct, and, you know, I just said, you know, if you ever need help with, with any, you know, any of your events that you're doing outside, you know, you need extra hands, help, extra prep or whatever, let me know. And while I'm doing that prep, I'm constantly watching them, constantly listening to them, listening to their conversations, you know, seeing how they interact with people. Because that's the other part of being a chef that people don't understand. It's not just about cooking. you got to know all the other aspects. you got to know how to you know, how to deal with finances. You got to learn how to deal with people. You got to know uh, safety. You know, you have to know how to keep people motivated because, you know, it's it's a tough job, a thankless job sometimes, and people, you know, kind of lose their motivation. So you got to know how to first keep it for you, keep it going for yourself and then keep it going for other people around you. So it's a lot more to being a chef than just, you know, putting out a plate. Shannon, you got, this is Shannon got another. Shannon, you got another question you came up with? Nah, nah, man. Just listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just listening. <laughs> hey, my part of my part of man. That's my homeboy, man. But he he cook like a motherfucker. He just you know he, he just like everybody else, man. He got a vice, man. He got he, you know smoking is a vice. Everybody got a vice. No disrespect, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So I was just like you know I was just trying to you know I just try to tell people, man. There's so many because at the end of the day, everybody got to have a trade, regardless of what your dream is like i'm in the music business man you know what i'm saying but so you know you know i you know i just said you know i you know i we tour bus we big stay you know the whole thing everything that come with the package no bullshit and it's fun as hell but i know eventually the shit is gonna stop and then when it stopped then i gotta have something to fall back on so i you know i you know i have a you know a bell bonds license that I that I may not use right now, but I do plan on using it in the, in the event that you know this shit slow down. And I believe right. everybody, if even if it's a barber or if it's you know what I'm saying some, everybody should have some kind of trade to fall back mm-hmm. on. You're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> while, while, I'm, while I'm thinking about this, right. uh, Omiza, get get uh, Rick has my my email. Yeah. Get it get it to uh, Shannon and we'll you know we can talk offline. Okay, I'm gonna make sure I do that too. That's good. That's each one teach one. I wouldn't be nothing. So let me just say that, man. I wouldn't be nothing without my mentors, man. You know what I mean? Because I and I've always had mentors to to teach me and lead me in the right direction. If I didn't have that, man, I I, I probably I don't. And I and my, one of my things is I always I always uh, gear my mentors as, as the people that's successful. My mentors can't be right. broke. Shit, they can't be there broke. You you know they, you know my mentors got to be having it and doing it, and that's it. That's what keep me keep me going because they show me something that I want to attain and achieve. And my mentor can never be broke trying to figure out how they gonna eat none of that type of shit. So yeah, I, I advise everybody go out there find somebody like like the chef we got on right now that's out there wiggling that got drive inward drive. You know what I'm saying? And 
just a couple words I'm sure from you to, to my partner Shannon would just would point him in, in some kind of direction because that's all people right. need. I'm willing to do it, man. That's what I'm willing to do. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna send Diva Latifa your way too, so so you can be a virtual mentor. I'm I'm a I'm a hook I'm a I'm gonna go ahead and sign you up for that one, okay? <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. We already <laughs> communicating through Twitter, so we can you know, we can we can do that. That's all good. Hey Chef, one more time. You can get that book at uh chefdesmond.com seafood, the way I see it, S E A the way I see it, man. I'm looking at this this crawfish A two you know, in California, we don't really we don't really go crawfish etouffee, but I'm gonna give it a shot. You know, you what's the do best it, way? Man. What's the best way to do it to make it happen? Damn, follow that recipe. You gotta Damn, get the book. <laughs> <laughs> they they gotta get the book and they just follow the recipe, point blank. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So, let me ask you this, then. All right, do you do you make a uh, salmon croquettes? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I want some bread, bread stick, bread. Uh, let me see, uh, crumbled up. What is it? The bread or panko crumbs? Is it bread crumbs yeah. or, or do you use crackers? Cr- crumbled up crackers. <laughs> That's no, a ghetto panko, panko, panko bread crackers. Crack. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, hey, let me tell you my recipe, man. <laughs> I use, I, I, and I'm trying to figure out what what the, what salmon I could use out the can because I usually get either the pink salmon. I use that before. And I use some other salmon that got hella bones in it, but soft bones that you break up with your fingers and shit. I've been using that for years. And I make my little two cans of mush of 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 the, of the salmon, right? And the mackerel, I think it's jack salmon mackerel, whatever. And then I put, then I chop bell peppers and onions, and, and then I then I then I throw hella crackers in. Like, hell, I just crumble up hella crackers, saltine ass crackers, right? And then I put. Man, you sound like you sound like Roy now. <laughs> and then I put then I put them shit into some pat some patties and some vegetable grease and I thought it just was kill it. I tell you what's real, but I'm just saying the fat boy crack. And voila, you had there you have it. But should I use should I, should I use breadcrumbs though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I use use panko breadcrumbs, man. <laughs> All that came with a question. You think I should use breadcrumbs? <laughs> hey, I've been trying to figure that out because I know I know what kind of salmon to get. Like, what kind of you know? I want to ask you what kind of salmon you use. You probably use natural salmon, uh, fresh out the ocean and shit. <laughs> uh, exactly, Alaskan wild salmon. Yes. <laughs> and they got to jump out of the water before you. <laughs> You can't catch them motherfuckers. Gotta catch them with a net. You only can catch them with a net. Hey Chef, how you get the how you get the uh the 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 that sea salt shit out of them muscles, man? Because the mus- muscles they always taste like 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 the sea once you get them. Once you open them up, you get a whole mouthful of sand and shit. Butter. What you use? Um, it's called purging them. You have to put a, put them uh, soak them in um, cold water and just put a little flour on it. Um, I actually, I think I put that in the recipe as well. Like, uh, it's, that's the beginning of it. Um, in the in the directions, you put them in that that flour, and that'll that'll come first. That's my main, that's my main problem with them damn mussels is they always I always get a whole mouthful of whole mouthful of uh, sand and shit. Oh, yeah, you got got a person. Oh, you make them, you make them yourself? No, I go get the mussels, and then I you don't make the mussels. I'm just saying. <laughs> You getting sand in their shit? You need to take them back. 
ChefDesmond.com, seafood the way I see it, and if you buy it, on, is, is it still going? If you buy it on the internet from ChefDesmond.com, you still gonna autograph it for him? No, yep. that's yep. it's two oh, different okay. prices. It's two different prices. It's unsigned. No, but, but right now, I, no, I'll, I'll run the regular price now. Okay. I'll run the regular okay. price. Now. <laughs> but it, the, they have to the, look. This is the thing. They have to put in the comment section. Uh, Soul Food Kitchen, Soul Kitchen Radio, or something like that. Oh, put that in yeah, the comments. Soul Kitchen Radio, thank you. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I'll sign it. I'll sign it uh, at no upcharge. Cool. Right, do us a drop real thing. quick, uh, Chef. Go ahead and do us a drop with Soul Kitchen Radio. Go ahead. The Chef right. Desmond, that skinny chef. You listening to Soul Kitchen Radio? It was cooking up. Oh, look, this is the, look. Let me, let me, let me give you this drop that. Uh, and my other man did for Soul Kitchen Radio. You're going to love it because this is how this this is how, this is what we eat. Yo, this is Messy Marv, man, the boy, boy, young mess. And I'm fucking up some super nachos with my Mexican homeboy, Rick Camacho, <laughs> on Soul Kitchen Radio. We need the cheese, man. What's happening? Hey, you know who messed my, my, messed my order up, man? This on everything, man. Yesterday... Yesterday I went to Super Taco, man, for dinner. Me and wifey went to Super Taco for dinner yesterday, man. And I told dude behind the counter, man, they make bomb-ass nachos. But I told dude, he asked me if I wanted nacho cheese or shredded cheese. Do you know that motherfucker? I had beef and shrimp nachos, man. They was bomb. Don't get it twitted, man. But he put nacho cheese. Man, I was telling man. Man, I like shredded cheese. <laughs> I mean, I was working with it, and it was hella jalapenos. I like jalapenos, but he put hella jalapenos. It's all good. Like, I was at the movie slash uh, Alberto's and shit. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow, that, that, that's hilarious. All right, Chef, we're going we're gonna, uh, <laughs> to let you go, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate you, man, bro. It's been my, my pleasure, man. Too, man. Yeah, definitely, man. We'll we'll uh, we'll link up, and you know, I appreciate y'all having me on. It's been it's been a pleasure. Off top. Cool. It's all good. Hey, man. We'll we'll uh, have fun in London. Have fun in say. We'll do, man. We'll do. Well, <laughs> yeah, y'all take it easy. On Twitter. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I, you you need to follow my tweets while I'm in London. They probably be at a different, you know, be. Early in the morning, but yeah, just follow. Good. I, I, I got you on. I got you on uh, Instagram. Some pictures of that food that we that we, we live through that. Yeah, we, we live through the food. I'm yeah. making this shit. I'm making this crawfish H and I just gotta find these damn crawdads. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And we did go to a place yesterday called Brenda's in San Francisco, and they had uh, a crawfish big 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 nays big bernays. Oh yeah, bernays yeah. sauce. No, no, bernays, yeah. no not, sauce, the, yeah. the bag bagnets. Oh wow, what is that? Oh baguettes. Bag, it's like a beignets, beignets. Oh. Some crawfish beignets. Yeah. And, wow. And, man, that shit was so good. It was like it was like a nice little muffin with some yeah. shit inside of it. Oh yeah, man, deep fried. Yeah. Yeah, deep fried. And they sprinkle some old bay on the top. Oh shit. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, beignets are typically sweet. They're normally dessert, but uh, the savory types, you know, like like them making those are become becoming more popular now. I'm gonna go eat. 
I believe we some nachos. <laughs> so, Stewie up, man. Stewie Brothers is listening. Uh, the Real Sleep Dank, they, they listening on Twitter. Stewie. It's all gravy. All right, man. We out of here, All right, man. sir. Chef all right, Desmond. appreciate y'all. Get that appreciate book, chefdesmond.com. When you order, put Soul Kitchen Radio on there, and he'll, he'll autograph it for you the same price as a non-autograph. Will Hello. It's all good. All right, and we out. It's Soul Kitchen Radio. Right, See next week. Oh, me good. No, no, crazy, crazy. That's all, huh? Soul Kid Soul Radio. Radio. Wait, who is this 415? Is that Gail? Yep, that's me. Okay. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.